Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. This is going to be a special week. I am hosting daily community meetups online. You can go to swimbikemom.com forward slash meet and sign up and join us 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, however, I'm going to post the recordings as podcasts so you can listen in if you are unable to join live. So I hope you all enjoy this first community meetup. Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. What we're going to talk about today is um, inclusion is our theme and community. And in this time where we're kind of all, you know, huddled down, hunkered down, and feeling kind of isolated. I mean, I don't mind being alone, but it's a very strange feeling when other people tell you you have to be, you know? It's, and so I think that the kind of caginess that we're feeling, um, it, it's very real. And I'm finding myself to be very isolated and um, I do better when I am giving <laughs> and talking to people. So hence these meetings. It's my therapy as much as to try and be helpful for you guys. Um, so what I want to start off with, and this may seem a little woo-woo, but I want us to take one minute of silence and to close our eyes and to just find things that we can be grateful for. Um, I got this from the beautiful Day in the Neighborhood movie with um, Tom Hanks with Mr. Rogers in the restaurant when he said to take a minute and to um, think of someone who loved you into existence. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so let's just take a minute and you can close your eyes if you'd like to. I'll keep one eye open to make sure I get people in the group. But let's just take a minute and I can turn on some lovely sound effects, which would be nice. And let's just close our eyes and kind of ground ourselves in gratitude for this particular moment because this is such a really tough time right now. So one minute. I'm just thinking what you're grateful for and focusing on this. It may not necessarily be people in our lives because sometimes people can be a pain, but it can be anything that you're grateful for. And let's ground ourselves in that for just a minute.
That's it. One minute goes fast. How many of you have not done anything like that all day and that felt really weird? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do a couple of little readings and then I'm, I've asked Brent Pace to be the special guest today and he's going to tell you a little bit about his story and his brother Kyle's story. Um, and then what I would like for you all to do is to feel free to then open up and let's just talk. Um, that's why we have video. That's why we have um, speakers to use this as a community meetup to check in with each other. So first, um, I'm going to read a really quick passage from Marcus Aurelius Meditations. Everyone that's in my life coaching program knows I'm crazy about the stoicism right now. But this one really, really hit me. Even if you should live 3,000 years and as many times, 10,000 years, still remember that no man loses any other life than this which he now lives nor lives any other than which he now loses. For a man cannot lose either the past or the future. For a man has not, how can anyone take this from him? For the present is the only thing of which a man can be deprived. If it is true that this is the only thing which he has and that a man cannot lose a thing if he has it not. So a great reminder that all we have is right now. In Ryan Holiday's book, Stillness is the Key, highly recommend if you guys haven't read it. The call to stillness comes quietly. The modern world does not. Our personal and professional problems are equally overwhelming. Competitors muscle into our industry. Our desks pile high with papers and our inboxes overflow with messages. We are always reachable, which means that arguments and updates are never far away. The news bombards us with one crisis after another on every screen we own, of which there are many. The grind of work wears us down and never seems to stop. We are overfed and undernourished, overstimulated, overscheduled, and lonely. Who has the power to stop? Who has time to think? Is there anyone not affected by the din and dysfunctions of our time? While the magnitude and urgency of our struggle is modern, it is rooted in a timeless problem. Indeed, history shows that the ability to cultivate quiet and quell the turmoil inside of us, to slow the mind down, to understand our emotions and to conquer our bodies has always been extremely difficult. Stillness is what aims the archer's arrow. It inspires new ideas. It sharpens perspective and illuminates connections. It slows the ball down so that we might hit it. It generates vision, helps us resist the passions of the mob, makes space for gratitude and wonder. Stillness allows us to persevere, to succeed. It is the key that unlocks the insights of genius and allows us regular folks to understand them, which I thought, what a great time to cultivate stillness, right? This is a really, I, I call it the low boiling sort of dread. And I felt, I feel it when I wake up, I feel it when I go to sleep. And so now is the time to really embrace this idea of stillness and how you can make it work for you. Now, everyone is different. Uh, you know, <laughs> I poo-pooed meditation for a long time. 
and I still do it very sh in short spurts. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a reluctant meditator. <laughs> that is for sure. But I have found that if I ground myself in the gratitude practice every morning and I take some time to journal to get the crap out of my head that is, that is crazy, that's bouncing around, and to be still, it really does help. And then I do my workout, you know, and then you can find moving meditation. You can find all of this. But this stillness right now, I think, is more important than ever. And I was going to invite Brent to talk, but it looks like he's got a little guy with him. Are you good to go? <laughs> it might be a little bit. It might be a little bit sidetracked for a minute. That's oh. fine. So everyone, this is Brent Peace. He is, oh gosh, we, we've been longtime friends and from Atlanta. And he and his brother are the founders of the Kyle Peace Foundation. And they contributed in Kona. When was that, Brent? Was that two years ago now? uh 2018 yeah 2018 yeah um, and, and did a fantastic job so are you good to go or you want me to ramble for a little bit ramble for like 30 seconds and i'll be ready <laughs> okay all right um what am i going to ramble about oh you know what i can read something from a very nice book um i actually had this one marked too um regarding kind of the the low sense of dread that we might be having um we focus on the trees being overweight or broke or lonely because we don't want to see the forest what got us here maybe something as dark as trauma or abuse what is keeping us stuck what need or identity or story of all of these things serve in our lives the forest the truth scares us. The forest, which contains the clues to claw our way out of our suffering, has implications about our past, present, and future. The forest shows us the way and reveals what we must do, so we don't want to focus on that. We'd rather see the trees. The trees keep us very busy with all their distracting leaves and colors. And so that was a little smidgen from, from my book about focusing on the stillness and um, staying grounded in the forest seeing the big picture all right looks like brent is ready so mr brent peace i'll let you take it away and t talk to this group about your story and um yeah well uh i was going to talk about one thing today but your quotes made me want to talk a little bit about something a little bit different so um you know what i would want to start by sharing with y'all um today is really what helped me what really helped me ultimately get into this and um it was just a personal path for me um to find fitness and you know find my own find some own stillness can you go get the ipad we have we have no daycare today so pardon me y'all but um so when when i first got into triathlons you know i was struggling personally and professionally coincidentally it was coming off of 08 and 09 and what was happening in the world at that time and I did what any person who just lost their job would should do and I went out and I bought a bicycle and <laughs> started training for my first triathlon um, and eventually my first half Ironman and when I built up to a marathon excuse me an Ironman in 2010 um, I didn't realize it until now being able to look back 10 12 years, 10 12 years later and appreciate what I've done for myself and you know, so in addition to, you know, what Kyle and I promote with the Kyle Peace Foundation and inclusion, you know, I've created my own path to stillness. And 
I remember, you know, for almost three years of cleaning up my life, which meant, you know, I was drinking less, I was partying less, I was, you know, starting to take more responsibility. And, and instead of avoiding being adult, I wanted to start acting like an adult. And um, Iron Man was the way to do it. And so as you, um, yeah, you don't hit it, buddy. I apologize, y'all. You'll be patient with me today. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Go get it. So, um, but when I finished that first Ironman, um, to kind of skip around a little bit, I remember actually being, go get, the, go, hang, go get it, go get it. Um, I remember being at a birthday party, uh, a, a one-year-old birthday party. And it, you know, this was at a time when I was, you know, single and, um, or not married and no kids. And I remember just looking around and being so calm and, and not appreciating that it was that experience, that purge um, that I had created for myself. And so I looked around 10 years ago and said, I can't keep up with you know, the hustle. I can't keep up with, with what I'm doing. And um, fortunately, the world helped make that decision for me. And I, I look back now and appreciate that luxury that I didn't have to make those tough decisions. But when I removed all of those things and I was finally able to appreciate all of the things that I did have. And one of those was also my brother, Kyle, um, who has cerebral palsy with spastic quadriplegia. And um, how am I doing on my stillness, Meredith? You're doing great. <laughs> um, and Look at that was it's Henry, right? Yeah. Henry, can you so you're, you're on headphones. And there's Erica. Um, this is real life. And, yeah, this is, uh, and she's, my wife is trying to set up Zoom right now. She's a teacher. So she's actually trying to set up remote learning for her students. And so she walked in and saw and said, how do I do that? So um, <laughs> we can do a tutorial after. Yeah, but no, look, I really, I do appreciate y'all's patience, but um, that was my first true moment of stillness that I can really remember in my life. Um, you know, it's almost like now I finally, the light turned on while my parents always wanted to drag us on vacation, kicking and screaming. We wanted to stay home and play video games and do whatever else we did as kids. And they wanted to, um, uh, they wanted to just give us a chance to be still and to catch our breath. And your quote from your book, Meredith is so perfect because even now, um, we're all trying to digest all of this information that's coming at us at a million miles a minute. And it's all, um, overwhelming and there's a lot, go there's a lot going on. Uh, hang on y'all. Um, so, um, as Kyle entered that first Ironman, you know, he saw everybody, struggling through that and helping make those decisions. And just like we're all being faced with that now, being able to kind of step outside of that and, and know what those things are. And, you know, for me and now for Kyle, it was sports. We grew up in a house that was built around sports and activities. And when my brother was in a wheelchair in the eighties and nineties, you know, there weren't a lot of outlets for him and there weren't a lot of ways for him to be included in all the things that we've done. And so everything that Kyle and I do today you know, when you hear those stories, you realize it's built on a message of inclusion. It's built on 
how do we allow everybody to experience the things that they want to in the way that they want to? And for Kyle, that was, I want to do what my brothers do and I want to do it exactly like they do. I want to throw a baseball. I want to play catch. I want to play basketball. I want to throw a football and triathlon provided that outlet. So in finding my own stillness, I was able to find a new path. And, and every day that I have is cluttered with everything. I get as many emails as, as Meredith does a day. I get text messages left and right. Uh, my phone's probably buzzing right now. Um, my phone has been ringing nonstop since Thursday. And yet when I put it down at night, I always seem to be able to catch my breath and appreciate that, you know, these are the things that I, that I did ask for. These are the things that I want to enjoy and I want to enjoy today. So it's not without its struggles. I have plenty of days that are challenging or difficult. And I'm sure when I get off this today, I'll, you know, my wife and I'll have a chance to take a breath and, you know, figure out how we're going to get through the rest of this day and tomorrow too. But um, it's, it's, it's the challenges to me um, that always make the journey so much more worth it because of what you're able to see what you can do. And whether that was something as simple as a 27 year old doing an Ironman um, to appreciate what he had and to appreciate what he wanted, whether it was a, you know, a few years later, a 27 year old brother still in a wheelchair 24 seven to appreciate that inclusion can be a 15 hour journey with your brother, but what was really a 27 year journey with your family. So um, we promote inclusion. We share that today with the Kyle Peace Foundation. Um, thankfully for us as a nonprofit, um, two weeks ago, we had our largest event ever. We had 64 wheelchairs participate in a half marathon in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's one of our largest fundraisers and one of our largest events. And I'm incredibly thankful that, you know, we were able to share that experience with all those families and, and let them see what inclusion can look like. So, you know, that's, that's my long way of saying is that, you know, the journey is always worth it and it doesn't always feel like it, but it's not that, you know, I look back on it now and go, gosh, that one Ironman helped me find stillness or helped me create this path to inclusion. It's the, you know, the years of continuing to hone that and to enjoy it and to share it um, give me so much more um, than I may ever be able to give back and, and give me a ability um, to pause. Um, although admittedly, Meredith, that was the first time in the last four days I paused for reflection. So thank you for that minute today. Um, and I already, I already looked up that quote so I can use the Marcus Aurelius quote, and I know where to find your other one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's a little bit about um, my story and what I do. And I, and I know I jumped in a few places and Henry jumped in several more places there. Um, but what else can I share, Meredith? What else can I add to some, where can I add some color for you? Well, I'll, I'll tell you something that's funny. I had a dream and I woke up last night and I don't know if it's because I knew I was talking to you today, but I dreamed that I was doing Marine Corps again. <laughs> um, nightmare so yeah. many of you who are following me in 2017 so through the Kyle Peace Foundation was I was a pusher at Marine Corps Marathon my only standalone marathon and I brought my friend Logan along for the ride so um, I think the thing that I would like people to make sure they know is where to follow you and find you because mm -hmm. honestly any day of the week that I feel like I'm not doing so hot and the world's falling down. I swear I will scroll and see a walking with KP post. And it's, it's just such a great inspiring um, Instagram to follow and, and just, you know, where we can 
can find. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll add one more story to that now that I heard your story. So, you know, Kyle, as we've learned through this process and, and as you look us up um, or read more into what we do, I think you'll find that I'm really the undercard. He's the main draw. So, um, but when I'm racing with Kyle, we, and we do everything from 5k to um, Ironman, what I always try to picture, because when you start to struggle with anything in life, it, it instantly becomes a me game. Or as my friend Betty so eloquently put it, it's shitty committee party of one. So, <laughs> and, and everybody's starting to nod their heads here. And at least the ones I can see, you know, it's when, when you're struggling, it's all about you. Nobody knows what you're going through. And, and endurance sports is no better way to illustrate that. Marine Corps Marathon that Meredith was referencing was 38,000 people. And in those moments, you start thinking about how hard your day is and how much struggling you're going through, but you never look around and realize there's 38,000 other people going through the same thing that are all struggling to get through what's a very hard challenge, a marathon. And so when I find myself in those moments, and it happens plenty, even as I'm pushing my brother who is in a wheelchair, I start to think about myself and my struggles, and you don't know what it's like. And I instantly try to picture him taking off the straps and climbing out of his chair and walking behind me and putting his hand on, on my back and helping push me up a hill. And that really always helps put things in perspective as I try to imagine what it would feel like to have him push me because he's really the one who's always pushed me in all of this all along. And so um, that's my way of kind of adding to this and adding some more color um, so that when you do go look at those images or you go follow us on social media, you can see that that's what we want to share is it's not just saying, look, we're helping people in wheelchairs. It's not that we're helping people with disabilities. It's that they're helping us and that they're helping us create this amazing experience that's all about inclusion. And that's including them in our suffering. That's including them in our, in our triumph, our despair. And um, Kyle is one of the best at that. So it is walking with KPZ um, or walking with KP on social media. Um, we do love images. Um, social media is a good medium for that. And then our website is the Kyle P. Foundation, um, kylepfoundation.org. Um, and I would tell you, you could look up all of our events, but we're in the midst of postponing all of those right now. Um, but, you know, it, it always, you know, we feel your energy. Um, and, uh, you know, now, now, the, all the, now more thoughts are coming in. Meredith, I'll add one more thing. One of my favorite things to ask people is how did you see Kyle and I finish the Ironman World Championship? So the big event that Kyle and I did was the Ironman in Hawaii in October of 18, which is kind of the Super Bowl of triathlon. And it was a race that Kyle and I um, went after for nearly seven years. And when we got there, we had 70 people that came to the island to watch us race. We had hundreds, maybe more, watching from afar. And one of my favorite things was hearing how people saw us finish. So there were some people with the time difference in Hawaii, there's a six hour time difference. And as it became apparent that we were gonna find the finish line, that we weren't gonna um, meet any of the intermediate cutoffs that Ironman has, or that we weren't gonna be taken off the course, people started really tuning in. And we could feel that energy. Kyle and I could feel that. So just in the same way I envisioned Kyle pushing me, we were just thinking about all those people who had supported us with their energy, with their dollars, with their spirit, with everything that they had. And we saw that. So I love interacting with people after and saying, well, how did you see us finish? And there was, you know, one guy that fell asleep with his phone on his chest on the couch and woke up at 4 a.m. And we had finished 30 minutes ago. So he was able to rewind the live feed from Ironman and see it. There were people that 
did the math and set their alarm, a, a husband and wife set the alarm and they woke up at 3.20 and 10 minutes later they saw us cross the finish line. So, you know, you don't realize that, that there is a, you know, powerful energy amongst all of us and there is a power and positivity. So when you take that in a race of 38,000 people with Meredith and Marine Corps Marathon and you don't share that inclusive energy with the people around you, it doesn't come back to you. And so when you start saying, I'm suffering, I am, then that is the world you're living in. That is the reality that you're facing. But when you can smile and you can look down and picture your brother pushing you up a hill, then you start to feel the positivity and you start to realize that you can and you will. So so I saw you guys finish while I was brushing my teeth in the morning. So I didn't watch <laughs> it live. I had it on my phone. I was brushing my teeth and I was like, I hadn't heard your story yet, so I was going to ask you, but you you picked up on what I was putting down. I heard so crying and drooling. I was like, "I'll crush later." <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And then, and don't let um, them fool you either. It, they were you did it in like a really great time. I mean, I don't think I could do it standing alone. And like you were out to swim in an hour and four minutes. I mean, or six. Or I don't know, fast. So it was, well, we, you know, we had a little, we did have some other motivations, which were, you know, we we had waited for seven years and, you know, we, we wanted to kind of prove to ourselves and to everybody that said no, that, um, I can talk to you a whole nother segment about no. (laughs) We'll Um, do that on the angry episode. (laughs) Well, it it was more about turning no's into positivity. and, and, And so we wanted to show them that we did belong and, you know, we had the full support of everybody. I mean, you know, my wife was the, the number one champion of making sure that Kyle and I were ready physically um, to to take this on. So, yeah, she um, had the best re- reaction of you crossing the finish line. It's my favorite. Um, it's she's my favorite. jumping up and down like a kangaroo. Just, I mean, <laughs> the best, the best, just joy. So, when for those that know her really and and know what she went through. Everybody knows what Kyle and I went through. Um, everybody knows our struggles, but nobody knows what she went through. Um, and that is often the case for the partner that has to carry the weight somewhere else. And when you watch that reaction, you realize it was her world championship too. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Brent. I know you need to go. And someone just messaged me about um, Erica. Like Zoom is offering free resources for schools. I don't know if she knows. Okay. It's on Zoom's website. If after okay. this, if after one o'clock, you guys are having trouble with Zoom, just let me know. I'll, I'll jump on a Skype with you and we can, Okay. I'll help you. And the kids, hey, will be asleep at, kids will be asleep at one. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be totally easy at one. That's right. All right. Well, if you have to bounce off. I, I will, if y'all don't mind. Yeah. But thank you for joining and everyone check out the link I posted and um, don't everyone go anywhere though. So thanks Brent. Thank y'all. Enjoy your day. Bye. All right. Always, always, always love that guy. Whoops. All right. So Lorraine is going to share tomorrow. So I see she's on today. So make sure you guys come back tomorrow. But what I wanted to do is just open this up for anyone that wants to share. All you have to do is raise your hand on um, and I will unmute you or you can just text um, in the chat box and let me know you want to say something. Um, anything that's come to you over the past couple of days, um, sort of what you're using to ground yourself. And if you're hearing scratching, that is my lizard. He's out on the floor. So <laughs> he waits until, yeah, take him out there. Stella's on the floor. Take him out. So does anyone want to pop on and and share? That would be really awesome. Come on, someone's, who is scared of public speaking? 
this is a great opportunity. <laughs> Me. All right, but Michelle, you're on, are you gonna, oh wait, there you are, here. Hey. There's Michelle. Hey, you. I hey, can you guys you. hear now me? I recognize you. Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. <laughs> I'm sort of in my workout clothes, even though I'm on injured reserve right now. Um, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate what you're doing, Meredith, and how incredible the connectivity and this whole crazy full circle of life is. Yeah. Um, I got connected to Meredith, gosh, I guess, five years ago now through our, a mutual um, client, friend of Meredith's client of mine, um, as I was getting ready to do my first triathlon journey and my friend said, oh, well, my friend is, and I had never heard of Meredith. And, and of course, Meredith was practicing as an attorney and doing that whole crazy journey too. Um, but anyway, the connections that have been afforded me because the one person um, reached into me and what I was doing and was interested and wanted to share her connections has just blown up my life in ways that I cannot even begin to describe how um, that one connection actually saved my personal life, um, my family, we were having some personal struggles and it created a network that is family. And um, I just did my first Ironman in October of last year, although it was Algae Man because <laughs> I can't see the swim. And I- Where I was that, it Michelle? It's about Louisville and toxic algae. Oh, gosh, um, man. Louisville, always that yeah. yeah. But um, I am an independent contractor. My husband and I are full-time real estate agents. So we very much sense the level of anxiety that people are experiencing right now. And um, just through what we're doing in life and work and just being who we are, are trying to remind people um, to stay centered and to show gratitude in all things and be really present in the moment they're, that they're in. And just remember that I know people watch me and I didn't realize how much people were watching me through just my general walk in life. And I post a lot on social media just because I feel like the universe and God has called me to maybe be a catalyst in other people's lives. And so you just never know who's watching you and um, just be positive. And I am just so grateful because um, when you're feeling meh, somebody else is there to pick you up and like, Meredith, you're just so good at that. Um, I know, you know, we, our mutual friend is going through something right now um, thinking about her and their loss on top of everything else that's happening. Um, and just super grateful for this community. And I think this is awesome what you're doing. I haven't really done Zoom very much. And I think it's great to see people and friendly faces. And um, so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And I'm here in Atlanta. Thank you, Michelle. That's awesome. I appreciate it. All right, um, let's see, Amber, where are you? 
did you want to share? Where'd you go? I don't see you. You knew I was going to call on you and you disappeared. <laughs> what about you, Marcy? You want to say anything? Of course, Meredith, I would love to. <laughs> uh, as we all probably have little animals running around, our kids and everything else. I, uh, I'm on Zoom a lot for a living. Um, as Meredith knows, I had her on as a, uh, as a guest uh, speaker presenter for us. I work with a small organization called We Coach Sports, and we, um, we provide education opportunities for women coaches um, at all sports, all levels, particularly the collegiate space and also high school club. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it, was, um, it was a day that I jotted down in my journal on Thursday when NCAA and Mark Emmerich came over, basically the loudspeakers, and said there will be no more sports, there will be no more championships, there will be no more practice, there will be no more Final Four and March Madness and baseball and softball and all these sports that affect so many people in my little silo. I live in a little bitty silo that works uh, directly with coaches who have to be strong and, and vulnerable, yet uh, leader-driven and uh, trustworthy for all of these young people who are so impressionable. They don't know what's going on, but at the same time, they are the front porch of their universities. Yeah. And, uh, so it was such a unique dynamic that went on um, towards the end of the day, last Wednesday, Thursday, moving into Friday, as more and more restrictions come down, it's, it's really affecting the sports world. And, and you know, and life is so much bigger than sports, right? But sports is what's brought everybody in this room. And so Meredith, uh, you know, we were classmates a long time ago. Yearbook, you were a year ahead of me. Yeah, that's true. But I think we might have done <laughs> cats together. I don't know. But at any rate, I, you know, and it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, Meredith, uh, your platform made me go back and see you when the, during the first iteration of your triathlon book. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Good for her. So proud of her, right? And then it's somebody that I follow religiously on social media. And um, it's like, wow, she said that. That's great. I'm glad that's out there. That <laughs> I heard it. It's loud. It's not just something that I've internalized. So I've been a huge fan from, from afar. But as I'm, you know, working through and trying to be a resource for other people, I knew that I needed a a community because I work from home, but now everybody's experiencing work from home. And it's a, it's a different feeling when everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm working from home. I'm like enjoying this. I'm watching Netflix and the rest of us are busting our ass trying to continue to be able to have that opportunity to work from home. So yeah, um, it was just something when I saw it, I, I wanted to log in and get your perspective on what you felt community is. And to meet your community that that follows you and commend you for being able to fill a room it's really hard especially to get people to talk and engage so uh from somebody who kind of works in that space i really encourage everybody to unship yourself and throw it out there zoom is an awesome place to do that yeah well thank you marcy and it's great great to see what you're doing i actually saw an article in the boston globe yesterday um an op-ed talking about um, the end of sports and, and how that, you know, we shouldn't think about that because there's been times, many, many times across um, the recent, you know, century when sports have stopped and then World War One World War Two 9-11, and then they talk about the triumphant return from the 
I forget who it was that hit the home run. It was against the Braves, the Yankees, um, coming back like 10 days after, which, you know, I'm a Braves fan, so whatever. But, um, <laughs> you know, just the sports will sports will be the thing that you, that unites us all when, when this settles down. And so I appreciate you and appreciate everything you do. And thanks for showing up, man. <laughs> All right. Does anyone else want to pop in and, and say a few words, Suzanne? Sure. Right. I'm going to grab some coffee. I'm still listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I have um, just really loved the evolution of the, ex the Meredith Atwood experience. <laughs> Is that what we're going to call it now? Uh, you know, I mean, what do you want to call it? But that, I have to tell you, it's, you know, it's so funny because I somehow found you within a year or so, maybe two years of when you started blogging, because I remember going back to the very beginning of your blog, you know, when it was like one little sentence. And it, so I think it was like about two years later. And then it was just recently that I realized that you and I started training for our triathlons virtually the same month. Oh, and really? It was, that, that blew me away. Um, and so much of what you've talked about has been stuff that I've also experienced. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I chose to stop drinking in 2004. Um, a lot of my experience with that was similar to what you've talked about, you know, right. um, making a choice that because it didn't feel right to be doing what we were doing and right. it, you know, impacting our kids. Um, you know, those were things that went through my mind. And what I love now, you know, with this kind of thing, it's like, I mean, what we're all going through, I mean, I don't know where everybody else is, uh, you know, physically, but I'm very fortunate right now in that I live, I have five acres of land. I, you know, I can go outside easily and not be exposed to people, you know, and I, if I am sick, I don't have to worry about exposing myself to somebody else. Um, but this is sort of terrifying times. And yes, it's just, and it's, and it's only terrifying because we've not been through this before. A generation and a half or two generations ago, were experienced with World War II. Mm -hmm. It was a bit, you know, it was when people were called for, you know, huge sacrifices. Now it's like we're very, you know, individually we're all very self-centered and, or at least much more so than those people. Well, I'm not saying like all of us here are self-centered, but it's hard to like do this for the good of the nation. And yet that's exactly what we need to do. And right. so having this kind of thing where we can just sort of like hang out in the middle of the day and not feel so alone, it's awesome. I really appreciate it, Meredith. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate, I appreciate you. You've always, you're, you're, I always joke that I had like 69 followers for a really long time. And like, you were one of those. And then like, I was. Else will pop up. I'm like, you were one of the original 69. Because yeah. I have this like Rain Man type memory that I remember like if they were in the group of, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then following along to all your little things, you know, it's like, <laughs> I did this, I did that, I did the other thing, you know, it's like, My yard it's been great. Right. Um, one thing I did want to, one of the passages I came up with when I was looking at stillness earlier today 
Um, I don't do a lot of Bible and scripture these days, but my background, I'm very, very church centric. I grew up very strongly in church. And of course, when you're thinking of stillness and you're in your, in the Bible, you always think of the Psalm quote, be still and know that I'm God. And when I, I actually did a little more reading on that today and it was actually during a wartime and it was during a really tough time um, that that quote was written in, in Psalms. And it, one, tra one translation of that, be still and know that I'm God, was actually to like snap out of it and to be in a position of power and to know like this is the time to fight and this is the time to be aware and to work really hard. So in be still, it's not necessarily be still and do nothing. It's be still, open your eyes, be vigilant. And the way that I'm helping, especially my clients right now, is we can control so very little. And I say this all the time. <laughs> it's like a broken record, but it's a constant reminder that we control nothing, nothing. I mean, all you got to do is turn on the TV and look at the markets right now. Like none of, like we control nothing. And so in a world where you really truly control nothing, being still and saying, okay, I can drink my water. <laughs> I always go back to water because water is life. And I drink a ton of water when I'm stressed out. There you go. Jamie's got her water. I got my big water here. Water and coffee. I'm a two-fister, um, which is why I pee all day long, like every 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, drink your water. You can do nothing but go guzzle a big old glass of water. Um, be mindful of the food you're eating. Um, the death to all of us is mindlessness and eating mindlessly and trying to numb this insanity. Because if the news is running in the background and it's just buzzing, 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 we're, we, we're watching it, we're hearing it, but at the same time, we're trying to simultaneously shut it up. And so instead of turning off the input, we're, we're making the input our faces. <laughs> you know, how do I quiet that noise? Oh, let me go shove something in my face. Like it's this disconnect. And so getting off the autopilot is is super important especially now and i'm i'm struggling with it big time and and um the reason i had the idea for these meetings is because laura mccowan who's a big person in the sobriety world is doing online sobriety meetings because a lot of people can't go to aa anymore um and i watched hers and i thought this is a great idea <laughs> she's got sobriety covered but how can i how can I help, you know, just in general? And the interesting thing is that she said when she's feeling crazy and she's feeling cagey, which is the word that I've been using because I'm like, <laughs> you know, just cagey, um, that helping other people is what gets her out of it. And so, I mean, I was actually texting with my, um, one of my assistants who she does virtual stuff for me sometimes. And I was just snappy. I was just fussy and angry and, and she was so uplifting and so kind. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. But you know, just, I was just being kind of shitty. And then I thought, you know what, I need to be helpful. And that's when I thought about doing this. And and I went back to her and I said, you know what, I do much better when I'm nicer and I'm helpful to people versus just going internal and, and closing off and thinking how. And it's kind of what Brent was talking about earlier, that when we think about this being a world um, situation and it's not just about us, um, I think we can kind of take some of that pressure valve off in a way. But again, controlling what we can helps the world stops spinning quite so quickly. It's, it slows that down. So being still, recognizing what is within your control,
and recognizing that which is not is, is a big, big part of, I think, us getting through this. So um, we have a few more minutes. Someone asked a link to the Boston Globe article. Um, it was, a, I was actually reading the hard paper. So I need to, <laughs> and I think it's in the recycling. So I will try and find it. it I think it was yesterday's Globe. Um, it was an op-ed and it was about the end of sports. So maybe, maybe Google the end of sports, Boston Globe, yesterday's date, maybe it'll come on. Um, but I will, I'll try and find it for you. But does anyone else want to pop on? This is a great time to practice your public speaking <laughs> in a lovely community of, of people. Oh, hi, Amber. Oh yeah, Amber. Yay. All right. You are unmuted. Wait. Hi, I'm, um, I don't know. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't normally do meetings. Um, I'm a single mom with uh, full time by myself with three kids who are teenagers. Um, I work full time, but I do housekeeping. So I'm kind of in that hospitality. I also live and work in the same location. So it makes it, I'm, I'm fortunate that I live on the property where I work. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's, it's an older community. So I guess for me, I'm right now, I'm trying to keep um, grounded <laughs> while everybody else is kind of panicking uh, around me. Um, you know, I don't know about where you guys are, but from what I've seen online, um, most of the stores around us are empty. Um, I haven't even attempted to go to the store. I'm kind of nervous to, to make that, but um, it's just nice to have some people to actually communicate with that aren't work involved or my children. So um, thank you for this. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And uh, I know that the hospitality industry, I mean, so many industries are going to just be just hit so hard during all this and, and it's hard to see a way out it's hard to see a way out but someone posted in one of our local groups you know just remember the people that are in the hospitality industry and that you you know if you're if you're able to buy gift cards if you're able to continue to pay your cleaning people if you have them if you're able to continue to pay pay babysitters and childcare, if you have the means to continue affording that and paying people even though they're not working to do that and i thought you know we have people that clean our house and I'm so grateful for them like because I can sleep and I can mop but I cannot get a bathroom as clean as they get my bathroom and you know I haven't had them come this week but I went ahead and paid them because I could you know I, I was able to I got some money today and I was able to pay my and it's not like anyone's got extra anything right now but if you have anything you know it and I believe that stuff comes back I, I believe it comes right back to you it, it all does in one way or another it does every single time I've, I've stretched it it just appears in another way and so that's what I'm also keeping in mind too is if I can continue to support the people I usually support um, I'm gonna do it and I'll worry about the rest later um, so you, you mentioning being in the hospitality industry was a good reminder of that. So thank you for sharing. Um, also, I, I saw uh, in an article that I was reading this morning um, here in the Tampa Bay, and I'm sure that this isn't just our area, as, but across the, the country, um, a lot of the vulnerable populations as far as the homeless like the, and, and the elderly, um, the people that would normally volunteer are backing out, like Meals on Wheels. They said that they've had 
you know, they're desperate for people to, to pick up meals and, and drop them off because there's people that literally they can't feed themselves and they don't have the opportunity to um, make their own meals. And so they're losing an opportunity for that. So if you have the time while you're um, homebound or not being able to work or being sent home, to be able to volunteer in that way or at the local soup kitchen to be able to help with meals. Um, right. I know it's, it's a stretch because there's that concern of being sick, but there's also where they're saying that if we stay within that social distance that we're still fairly safe. Right. Um, if and you don't have the health food. issues. I mean, if they need food, they need, they need food, you know? And yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I was thinking, um, yesterday about how we could help here with the elderly population. And I didn't, I didn't even think about Meals on Wheels. That's such a great, so I was thinking more of grocery delivery, but yeah, the ones that are already in place that have the infrastructure to do that, but are running out of volunteers. That's a great suggestion. Anyway, just throwing that out there. Yeah. But thank you for this. This is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Anyone else want to share anything? Okay, great. Well, this was awesome, you guys. Um, we're going to do it every day this week, so hopefully you can join tomorrow. I have some great guests that are going to be coming on. Um, I asked um, half a dozen people yesterday, and like within an hour, everyone's like, sure, you know, glad to do it. So we may continue this for, for a while, um, as many people that want to come on. So tomorrow, Lorraine is going to speak, and then I think um, I've got someone else coming in after Lorraine, too, so it'll be fun. Um, share this with all your friends so we can, I'd like to see like tons of squares tomorrow. Like let's make this a really great online little resource for everyone. So thank you all very much and stay safe and we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the same 24 hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.